Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts. Hello to my two dope queens, Queens. It's me, Phoebe here. Have you been watching our Two Dope Queens specials on HBO? If you haven't, get on it, mofo. They're full of stars, stand-up, and high fashion. You don't want to miss that. So in honor of the specials, we're going to take a stroll down memory lane and share some of our favorite podcast epies with you, dear listeners. So we're taking it all the way back to season one today with our second episode ever. Numero dos. Baby. Anyway, if you love it, if you're looking for more great listening, get ready because I'm also back with another season of So Many White Guys. I love, love, love it because I get to talk with whomever I want, and the people I talk to are just winning, okay? Our first episode is with the hilarious, gorgeous activist queen Jamila Jamil from The Good Place. That drops on Tuesday, March 19th. So don't miss it or you'll be sorry. Okay, make sure to subscribe to So Many White Guys wherever you get your podcasts. Now, enjoy this episode of Two Dope Queens featuring the king of our hearts, the one, the only, Billy Joel. He really does have the softest hands, you guys. Dude, my dream is to have a slice of coffee cake with Holly Hunter. Really? And we just, like, make a quilt. Oh, I love Holly Hunter. I think <laughs> Holly Hunter is on that dish. <laughs> she has an awesome voice. Her voice is the best. It's insane. Holla! You're listening to Two Dope Queens from WNYC Studios. Hosted by me, Jessica Williams, and my buddy, Phoebe Robinson. Hey! Did you know, like, for the longest time, my mom thought Chelsea Handler's last name was Lately? She'd be like, oh, let's, like, watch uh, what that Chelsea Lately lady. And I'm like, that's not her last name. Yeah. That's, like, a parental yeah. misunderstanding that yeah. is just annoying enough where you have to correct right. it. She also says Steinfeld. My mom says things wrong. Like, she says Chipotle's instead <laughs> of Chipotle. Oh, no. So she goes... You think you can go give me some Chipotle's? Or the Chipotle's was really good. And I'm like, why are there... And my dad also says guacamole. No! And so then when we're at Del Taco in the drive-thru, he's always like, no grok. So he is conscious enough to cut the word guacamole in half. So he's like, I get that it can be cut in half, but I'm still going to say, like, grok. And he is never... He's like, hold the grok. And I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am. He means guacamole. It's so annoying. <laughs> bring you our live comedy show with our funniest friends recorded at Union Hall in Brooklyn. This show was sold all the way out. People sitting on the floor like it was Coachella. And it was such a solid night of stand-up. We had people like Beth Stelling, Sam J, and Naomi Ekperigan. It was a vagina bonanza. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. There was just vag everywhere. There was vag on the floor, vag on the ground, vag at the bar, vag <laughs> behind the bar. I'm going to say that is probably not up to code. But you know what? You guys just roll with it. Plus, you're going to hear us talk about our adventures Jess and I went to Billy Joel. We did. OMG, that was amazing. At so, MSG? 
Uh, OMG at MSG. Yeah, it oh was my definitely God. that. So you guys know what to do. Get a glass of rosé. Grab yourself a snack. Take off your pants. Do whatever you gotta do to get loose. Uh, thank you guys for all coming yeah. on to our show tonight. Two Dope Queen. Welcome to Two Dope Queens presented by WNYC Studios. Ooh, live from Union Hall. In, in New York City, the city that sleeps. That's what it is, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was worried about it. I was you for scared a too. Well, I was scared. <laughs> um so but last time we saw each other, we went to the Billy Joel concert together. Oh we did. Um, oh yeah. We so, got really good tickets. We like planned two months in advance to right. go to this. Yeah. <laughs> and so then we went and we got like uh, floor seats, eighteenth yeah. row. Like we were We stu- did the damn thing. We were like soups close. We like Splurged on that one. Yeah, we we went hard in the paint on that. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so we are, we're walking up in MSG and uh, we're going up the escalator to our, our, our seat or whatever. And this like bald white guy is like, hey, you too. We're like, whoa, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. Because <laughs> he had like a thing. Well, just to preface that, I uh, was sneaking in rose. And what I did right. was. I went on Amazon. I was like, I just need a flask. Like, just, you know, a simple flask. Yeah. So I went on Amazon. Then I found there's a whole underworld of flasks. Um, <laughs> and you can get them in, like, suntan lotion form, like a shampoo bottle. And I was like, it's two dope queens, so we'll just do bottles of lotion. Right. So I got a bunch of bottles of lotion. And then I got more of these, like, clear packages that you can just slip in, like, your, like areas that curve. Wait, where did you have... I drank out of one of those. Where was the... The one I would never give you anything that came from my butt. Okay, I would cool. never... And you also drink out of the lotion bottle. I didn't drink out of the lotion bottle. You did. Yeah, it was really embarrassing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I so was anyway, like, I'm not that black. I, I can't was in do like it. A I can't sneaky... do it. I can't do it. I don't know, because all the reviews uh, on Amazon were like from people who went on cruises and like... White girls who were at Coachella, they were like, this got me through Coachella. Like, <laughs> picture this. You're sitting and you're watching the shins. You're having a crazy moment at sunset. Hilarious. Your boyfriend's doing Molly in the dance tent. <laughs> you reach in your bra. You pull out a clear package of rosé. You have the best, best day of your life. <laughs> Those were like everywhere. I was like, okay, there's this, right. this needs to be addressed. But anyway... So I was a friend, this man with a Bluetooth, Bluetooth, this man with like a headset thing stops us yes. and is like, hold on, ladies, let me talk to you for a second. I was like, oh shit, like. Yeah. yeah, and so we got nervous and we're like, we're filling a diversity quota. I think we're okay here. Um, we're um, doing you a favor. Right. Um, hashtag diversity. And um, so Between like Billy Joel and the Rangers games. Right. <laughs> And so he's like, come over here. So we go over to him, and he goes, you ladies are beautiful. Here are front row tickets. Uh, And we're like, right, right, right. But I had to back. We were like, okay. We didn't get that excited. We were like, okay, but like, why? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. We were confused. We were like, definitely like, you don't just accept papers from like a white man in official attire without being like. Yeah. I saw 12 Years a Slave. That did not end well for him. They're he like, thought do you want to play gig. jazz? He thought he had a gig. Yeah. yeah. No jazz here. Um, so he was like, here, here, take these tickets. Go to this other white guy. And we're like, oh, so many white guys. Okay. So 
then we go to another white guy. He's like, hey, I'm going to bring you to this other white guy. And we're like, oh, my God, where is this going? And so then we go, we, we get seated by this usher. And he was like, hey, so the deal is that Billy hates um, when he comes out and performs. And it's just like dudes in business suits with like their arms crossed. Who are being, super late. Right, they're super late to the concert. So he likes to fill the first two rows with just like pretty women. So when he comes out, that's what he gets to look at. So then that's when I'm like, okay, so you know when you have, you're presented with like a conflict and you're like, where do I feel feminist? Why? Like, right. where are we? Right, 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 right. And so I sort of clenched up because I was like, as a feminist, like, so this dude just really, this old dude just wants to have like a bunch of pretty women in the first two rows. Like, where are we? House right. and Evas. But I'm I am 31 years old and, and I'm gonna I take paid. every compliment now every single compliment I take it my years are passing me by. I well, take I every... was worried that you were gonna take a stand and be like, "We can't take these no, tickets." No, of course I not. I wasn't either. That's yeah. why I was so <laughs> happy <laughs> when we both were like, ah! <laughs> "Yeah." So we had like an amazing time at the concert. We were drinking rosé out of the plastic baggies that had this like. Giant like uh, screen where we saw like our faces singing along to the songs. So like maybe 30, 40 minutes into the concert, John Mayer comes out. Whoa! Oh! It you was guys. super fucked up though because you know like John he, Mayer. Initially you go ugh, like you right. go ooh no. Yeah. But House of <laughs> As soon as he came out and he started just tickling that guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Every woman in the stadium was like, just <laughs> seriously, just everyone slid off their seats. It was just the <laughs> pure slip and slide. Yeah. Of a, I mean, we're not proud of it. It right. was just more body science. Like it was right. like, here's the cause, and then here's right. the reaction. Right. And so then he killed it. He played guitar. It was fucking he was amazing. awesome. He, he is an amazing guitarist. He had like permanent O face. It was like the night yeah. of my life. It was Gravity. great. And then so he finishes and then Billy plays some more. And then he's like, introducing Steve Miller. And everyone goes crazy. And we're like, who is he? And I, people were like, ah, ah. Like everyone, I mean, people were like, we don't know this old white dude. But he seems so nice. He was nice. so cute. What a nice man. So cute, you guys. He was so happy to be there, yeah. honestly. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Uh, so he did his song, and then Billy's like uh, piano would like rotate. I mean, he's old, so like all it would, it would just like Everybody's rotate. Everybody's got to work around him. Right. Everybody's working around him. Yeah. Um, and so then he did like all the hits. I was like praise dancing. It was amazing. And... And uh, and then at the end of the, the concert, like right before the encore, so he he's saying bye to everybody. He comes over, shakes my motherfucking hand. Oh! And I, I freaked out. I lost my Did mind. Did you feel anything when he? No, I mean, his hand. hands are very soft. He must use lotion. Oh, I mean, I he's like, okay. somebody who gets paid like millions of dollars. Yeah, no, his hands were just like smooth probably like a insured, baby too. Yeah. So that mm. was that was uh, probably that was probably the best concert experience of my life. Oh yay! Yeah, That's it was good. so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when someone's just like, "Oh, you're hot, go sit in the front row," you're right. like, it "Doesn't get any better." That's than that. fucking dope. It doesn't get any better than that. Um, that's gonna be. We're gonna be on rocking chairs later and be like, it was one of the best nights of BB's <laughs> life. Why do we sound like the 1920s? That's how you sound when you're old. <laughs> but that's the thing is that like we're gonna talk about such dumb shit when we're older. Like yeah. I get when my when my grandma talks, but she talks about like real old people shit. But we're gonna be like, 
There was once a man named Chris Brown. <laughs> he had a song called These Holes Ain't Loyal. Yeah. And <laughs> Boy, was it a banger. <laughs> we have, it used to operate on a 3G network. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the dropped calls. Fucking stupid. Oh, that's great. We're I'm gonna excited. Be shitty old people. I'm excited. I'm gonna be the best old person. I don't know about you. Hashtag uh, change my diaper. <laughs> <laughs> retweet, retweet. Um should we get this show started? Yeah, let's 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 do it. She's our she's our soul sister. Yeah, she's great. She is so hilarious. I just just the I way just that want to she bottle her up. I know. And make her a lotion and then just like be like, hi. Yeah, she is just She's a little piece of heaven. Yeah. I love the way she talks. She just, uh, she just feel comfortable. She with just her. fills my heart with so much. We're just going to talk about it for twenty minutes. Yeah, and then not bring her out. Please give it up for Naomi Espargaro. Thank you, Queens. Hi. Oh, that's sweet. They said those things about me. But um, what was I going to say? I don't even know. I feel so... You know what it is? In my head, it's like... You know, I think I think Phoebe and I are the same age, but like in my head, I'm like emotionally 67. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I say shit like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's like... It's like I am... I am I'm the opposite of Danny Glover. I'm too young for that shit. Do you know what I mean? And yet, and yet, that's how I am in my head. I just get all chilly and... I just, like, my, my best life, honey, my best life is wearing a fleece pant with just, with just a, an extra blanket over my lap. I love a lap blanket. Yes, I have two cats. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's like it. That's it for me. And you know what? I'm not ashamed to say it. I can do that now because I'm engaged, okay? I'm done! I'm done! Honey, I remember. I remember. I, and I mean, I'm not even... I didn't even have self-esteem back then, so it's not like I was pulling in the big fish. It's good I'm off the streets, you know, and I've got myself a Jew boo. That's a Jewish boo. And... It's, it's what I'm supposed to have naturally, you know, as a New York City girl, you know. I went to private school on the Upper East Side. I said, what did you expect, mother? You know? So I said to her, I do, I love him. You know, it's good though. Jubu's a real sweet treat. He's, he's quirky, he's fun, he's funky, fresh. Um, but, um, you know, before him, I realized like it's another reason why it's good I'm off the streets. Cause even though you're talking about, I was like, I want to go wing man, that'll be so fun. But after an hour, I'll be like, they're all ugly and dumb. And then like, I will not be helpful or supportive anymore. But like, I really, you know why? Cause like, like I love, it's so good I'm off the streets cause I don't make smart choices. Like I fucking love a dude on the autism spectrum. I do. I have to accept that I just love an awkward. I love an awkward. I love the challenge, you know? And it's like, it'll, it'll make like the most basic stuff feel like a real victory. You know what I mean? And also, too, like, quiet, bland people. What is easy, you know what I used to like them? Because you would just graft a personality onto them. You know what I mean? Like, it's so easy with a quiet person. You're like, oh, my God, like, he gets me. He's such a good listener. It's like, no, bitch, he's counting the tiles on the floor. He's not in this conversation. 
I'm like, it's okay. He's not into eye contact. Hugs make him sad. You know, like it's like what I like. It's like I love that. That's why it's so good I'm not out there anymore. I'd be making mistakes. You know, I've spent some time in my life going inside Caucasia, getting answers, um, and um, I lived in Australia briefly, you know, and that's the root of it. You gotta get in there, okay? If you, when the revolution comes, you got to know the people on the inside. So I went into Caucasia, I was there, and it's funny, cause you know, you know, when I had my braids working with this Nubian essence, they were throwing dicks at me. They were so excited to see me there. I was at a lower weight, I'm not gonna lie to you. And so I'm out, so I'm there, you know what I mean? And then there was a man, oh my God, I never told you this story, Phoebe Jessica, I'm using this as a conversation, really. Um, there was this dude who was like, yeah, no seriously, yeah, dude, I love it, I love it. There was this guy in Australia who was like, who was like, I want to be, what do you think? He's like, I, I want to be your slave. Like a white dude who was like totally, and I was like, oh, I should do this for my ancestors. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I should, right? But then I'm going to tell you this, and this is again why I'm not, I'm not a hip, cool, sexy girl. I felt having a slave was too much work. I did. I really did, because that means I had to have all this stuff be messy so he would fix it later. And I had to have these clear wants and goals, and I didn't have it in me, but he was a police officer. So you know this is a whole issue. He was dealing with a lot in his daily work, and then he wanted to come home and be smacked in the face with a titty. You know? That's what he wanted. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Jubu, have I ever told you that story? No. My fiance's here, and we're growing closer. He did, but I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take the responsibility. Can you imagine? I didn't expect to share that. But now we're all here. You know, it's a real safe space, and I love it. And I love it. Oh, God. I gotta stop eating my feelings. It's getting so bad. Okay, who here, quick poll, whose thighs don't touch? I'm really glad that you guys weren't afraid to admit that. Because people go cold, because they know that everyone else hates them. But you, I, okay, so your thighs don't touch. What do you eat? Uh, beer. <laughs> she said beer, she said nothing. I appreciate your honesty. Okay, because that's the fucking truth. I gotta eat nothing if I want. I mean, they touch now. They ain't fucking not gonna touch. You know what I'm saying? They just kissing all day, you know? But I gotta find, I gotta eat something appropriate, healthy. I don't know. If, and I'm really, you know what I fucking hate? I hate when people are all like, have a handful of nuts. <laughs> ha Who has ever been hungry? Put a handful of nuts in their mouth and said, I'm full. Do I look like a woodland creature? I get very upset by the concept. I get very upset. It's like insulting. I feel insulted. Have a handful of nuts. Go fuck yourself. You know? Sorry, WNYC. You know? That's how I feel about it. I can't take it. I gotta get it together. You know, it's bad because, you know, when Jubu and I first moved in together, 
you know, my number one concern. You know, like with some people, you're like, oh, God, what if we make each other crazy or I'm too messy or, you know, and he's like, sees me on day two of my period and realizes it's all a lie. You know, <laughs> I get like nervous. But like, that's like, we, but that was not what made me worry. My number one worry was like, how do I suck in my stomach forever? Do you know what I mean? Like, cause when you're just hanging out on a weekend, a late night, it's easy breezy. You just, you hold it taut. And then you just lay down, okay? He don't know the difference, okay? Then when you gotta get up to go to the bathroom cause you don't want a UTI, you just hold it taut again. So you bookend it and he's none the wiser, you know? But then I'm living with him 24 seven. How can I do that all the time? The first six months that we were living together, I was like a pregnant actress in a sitcom. You know what I mean? Just like standing behind couches to deliver all my monologues. Holding large empty boxes for no reason. <laughs> like, it was just like large statement purses. You know what I mean? Like just whatever I could do, whatever I could do. But now, now he's in too deep, so you know. I let it hang out and hope my personality will suffice, you know. Oh my God, since there's so many white women here, I wanna take a moment to do a brief PSA, okay? Now I'm a lady who, as I told you, my best life is fucking fleece and a blanket on my lap. So as you can imagine, I love to watch procedurals. I love it, okay? I love me. Criminal Minds is my number one. I do like classic Law and Order, but I do prefer a special victim. You know? Yes. I just love it. I love it. I love it. It's, it's amazing how every episode is, involves a white woman in peril. You know? It's like a white woman's in peril. That's how we get people to care. You know? And it's just nonsense. But if there's one thing that I feel like we should be taking away is that, like, White ladies, okay, Megan's, Sarah's, Becky's, okay? You guys have got to stop with the jogging at dawn and dusk. You gotta stop! You gotta stop! Honeys! I hate to go Jesse Jackson, but if the light is low, you should not go. Are you following me? Are you following me? If you're jogging at those hours, you got two options, okay? You're either gonna find a dead body or become a dead body. Stop it with the jogging. It's the primary reason I don't exercise in public. The primary, Phoebe. Phoebe's always trying to get me to go to the gym with her. And I'm like, oh, girl, bye. you I don't like to sweat in public and that if I'm gonna go to the gym I'm gonna have to get in shape first to then come to the gym I mean look at your gams come on queen I can't do it can you put I, I like want to put on Spanx under sweatpants you know what I mean like that's what I would do that's what I would do it would be so bad you guys are really great. You really gave me a reason to hold on today. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are just really, just really, just heartwarming, really rich. Follow me on Twitter at Blacktress. Um, trying to build that brand, trying to be that B, you know? That's what I, that's what I learned from these two. You got to be that B. Um, before I go, I guess I'll leave you with one quick, one quick, 
Quick one. Jubu, what do you think? Nutella or dick pic? Uh, Thanks, sweetheart. That's how you make love work. You bring them into the process. Now, so I'll close with this, okay? Listen, listen, okay? Now, as you can see, I'm, as you can see, I'm real glad I'm off the streets. I'm done doing the work, all right? But then you, but then you hear about all the fun, you know, when you're going out, you know, the girl, look, you're pre-gaming, you know, putting on your makeup, listening to your Beyonce, like tonight's gonna be different, you know, like as you, as you put it on, and it's like so exciting. And and then I think, oh, would it be different? But then I hear about the crazy stuff that's happening on these streets. And I'm just so, I just praise black Jesus, hair like lamb's wool, that, um, that I'm not in the game anymore. Like my friend told me she started seeing this guy and they hadn't had sex yet, but he sent her a dick pic. Now listen, I used to be a hoe, so I was like, he likes you. Like that wasn't my problem. My problem was, she said, it looked like he put a filter on the picture. What is going on out there? Call me old fashioned, but back in my day, if a man wanted to send you a picture of his dick, he had the good sense to show you his dick next to a remote control to give you a sense of scale. That's it, that's it. Now, can you imagine opening up your phone, getting a picture of a dick and it's sepia toned? Oh, it's like, don't try to make me think your dick is a memory. Ooh. I could never, I could never. You guys are lovely. I'm Naomi. That's my time. Bye. Give it up for Naomi at Paragon. Naomi. Oh my God. This message comes from Two Dope Queen sponsor, BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in the day, how would you use it? BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you figure out what's most important to you so you can prioritize it. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DopeQueens today to get 10% off your first month. On this week's On the Media, does the rise of X signal the fall of traditional right-wing outlets? You don't have to have this website and a link that people have to click on. You can just say stuff and you can get attention. You know, you don't need to be Breitbart to do that anymore. Also, what does decolonization really mean? On this week's On the Media from WNYC. Find On the Media wherever you get your podcasts. Our next comic, she's very, very talented. She just was named one of Comedy Central's comics to watch, which oh, is a yeah. huge deal. Hell yeah. That means she's on the come up. Please give it up for Sam, Sam J. J. What's up, New York? It's fucking dope. I've been enjoying it here so far. It's a little weird. I just moved to LA from Boston, so I'm actually glad to be back on the East Coast, man. <laughs> 
I yeah, LA is a little too night, like too invite, too fr- like I need the edge of the East Coast. I need the judgment of the East Coast. I need that shit. It's what keeps me going. It's my fuel. You know what I mean? Like especially Boston is still a little closed-minded town. Like so people like judge, like they're afraid of me. You know? Like it's obvious my underwears have dick holes and they shouldn't. You know what I mean? They look at me funny. I'm a black dyke. Old white ladies cross the street when I'm walking down. But I like that. I like that power. I like to feel. I like to feel that shit. Like hell yeah. In LA, they just don't care. They're way too invited. I was walking down Sunset late at night. An old white lady walked up to me, hugged me, and whispered in my ear, "I voted for you." I was like, "What? Me? Personally, or like Obama, or gay marriage, or what exactly?" I cover a lot of bases here. What the fuck? I don't even understand. It's cool, man. Have a good time. I, I got into New York, did some touristy shit. I went to Wall Street, the financial district, just to watch white men soak up their privilege, you know? Just so, just to watch them living it up, living high on the hog. I like to see that shit. I like to see a white man using all his white man potential, going as far as it will fucking take him. I enjoy that shit. I like. I want more of that. Like LA, there's a lot of hippie, weird white dudes who just don't do shit all day. It's disappointing. It's very disappointing. Super frustrating. A lot of homeless white dudes in LA. Like, what the fuck, you know? What the fuck is that shit, man? Like, this is America, Jack. You, you fucking program this game. How do you lose? How do you, how do you fuck this up for yourself? And have the nerve to ask me for money. I'm a black lesbian. Get the fuck out my face, sir. No, absolutely not. I never. I will never give. I know it sounds really fucked up. And if you have a homeless white relative, I'm sorry. I really am. But I will never give a homeless white man a dime. I never will do. Cause it's bullshit. It's like get a haircut and go work at a subway. Something. Something, dude. I'm not participating in that shit, man. You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> I had a good. I drove across the country this summer. I had a cool summer. I got to experience like went to different places, did shows in different cities. Got fucking had some epiphanies, man. Cause it's been a weird summer, like especially for racial tension. We all know like the cops are acting crazy. People are rioting. No one knows what to do. It feels like we're taking a million steps backward. You know, it feels weird right now. And I, and I also kind of think it feels weird because we're not looking at the right signs. Like we're not embracing all the change that is happening and all the progress that is happening. I feel like we want to see something really drastic that we're never gonna see. You know, like we want to see like a KKK member at a Black Lives Rally, <laughs> Black Lives Matter rally, like disrobe, like, you know, like take his hood off and then like pick a black baby up out the stroller and kiss it in the mouth and hold it up like Simba from the Lion King or some shit. It's like nothing like that's going to happen. But there's small signs everywhere. Like the other day I was watching movie previews and I saw a movie preview and it was a black serial killer and a black serial killee. That is progress. You know what I'm saying? It's like, holy shit. And I've seen that before. Black people are eating kale now. We eat a shit ton of kale. That says something. That says we're moving some shit. We don't throw our dogs in the trash anymore. We bring them to the vet. That's progress, I'm saying. We learned from our mistakes. We're making the right decisions now. That's dope. White people know about Jordans and cocoa butter. Information is being exchanged, you know? We are moving forward. 
that is really awesome. But I really got like happy. I was really like, oh man, we're gonna be all right. This race thing is gonna work itself out. I was really happy. I went to a show in Manchester, New Hampshire, and I saw the future. It's in the youth, and it was dope, right? I get to Manchester. I get out in front of this chicken shack, and it's like a hood chicken shack in the middle of Manchester, which is really confusing, right? Like a hood chicken shack, like grape soda fried chicken. That's all they had. And I was like, fuck is this doing in Manchester? Because if you've never been to Manchester, it is very white. Like the only thing whiter than Manchester is Maine itself. Like Manchester is so white that white people do like the service jobs. They like pump the gas and shit because there's nobody available. So it's that white. So I was like, why is this chicken shack here? This is so weird. And as I was trying to figure that out, two white boys were coming towards me, two young white dudes. That'd be about 11. And they were like the epitome of young white maleness, just perfection, just like blonde hair blown in the fucking wind, the ice blue eyes, just perfection. Like they just look like America in fucking motion coming towards me, you know? Like all they needed was like a golden retriever behind them and some fireworks. And I don't like bought whatever the fuck you were selling. Like, holy shit. This is beautiful. And they were perfect, man, perfect, right? And one was on a Razor scooter and one was on a bike. And the one on the Razor scooter turned to the one on the bike and he was like, hell nah, my nigga. I would never do that to you because you're my nigga. And as I heard it, I was looking at the chicken shack and I was like, I don't really know if this is how Martin Luther King dreamed it. <laughs> but this is kind of it. This is where we are. And it's kind of dope, man, because I believe him. He wouldn't do that to you. You're his nigga. Why would he do that? Makes no sense. You got to trust him, bro. And that's where we are, I think, man. It's embracing shit. It's like, stop being weird about words and all this stuff. Stop running from stereotypes. Embrace your stereotypes, man. Embrace your stereotypes. Play that shit up. Use them to your advantage. And then help somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, people think black people are hostile. I use this shit all the time to my advantage. All the time. I blast music. Especially when I'm riding the train or the bus. Blast music out my headphones, right? Look left and right real crazy. I bark every once in a while. No white people sit next to me for miles on the train or the bus. It is the most peaceful ride of my life. I don't got to deal with your boogie boards and sailboats and shit you bring on the train and the bus during rush hour like you're goddamn retarded. Like, is that a drum set? What the fuck is this dude doing, man? I used to ride in peace. We think Asians are magical. We think one touch will knock you out. No one runs up on Asian people. Play that up if you're not that tough and you're Asian. You know what I'm saying? Use that shit. White women have the power of tears. You guys cry and get whatever the fuck you want. Dope. So dope. Don't run from that shit. Every time I tell that joke, there's a white woman in the audience with a stiff face like her, like, mm, and there's a white guy next to her, like, yeah, they fucking cry. Because they do. But that's fucking amazing. I wish people gave a fuck. I wish my tears meant something to people. I wish that shit moved people. It don't matter, man. No one gives a fuck when you see it. I don't care when I see a black. We do it too strong. Like women of color, we do the stiff thing and the one tear rolls. And we can't, and you can't invoke passion that way, you know? It's just too strong, man. You can't, like when I see a black lady cry, I'm just like, mm, bitch, times are tough. Get your life together and go try to be somebody. What the fuck do you want from me? How am I supposed to help that, you know? I see a white lady cry. You guys just break the fuck down. You know what I mean? You want to do something. You're like, oh my God, look at her. She needs me. She's in goddamn distress. And that's the thing. You got to embrace your thing, man. Embrace what you have and then use it to help somebody else. Like recently I was at a comedy festival, right? Prime example. This was so dope. I was at a comedy festival. I was hanging out with my homeboy. We automatically look suspicious because he is a man. I look like a man. We're both black. And we smelled like a shit ton of weed. Mad weed. 
So I'm trying to hide the weed. I'm ducking and dodging security. I'm putting this shit behind my back. And then this white lady walks up and she's like, hey, smell that weed you're smoking. I would love to smoke with you. I'll even light a cigarette to help mask the smell if you let me. And I felt like we had just picked up an item in Zelda. (laughs) (laughs) You have just required white woman's shield. You are now invisible to cop security. And otherwise nosy ass white folks like, yeah. Fucking winning. It's just dope. <laughs> oh shit. You guys are awesome. I just got married, man. I got married. Yeah. I got married in June, but I met my wife in February. Yeah. Crazy shit. I know. I'm in love, man. I'm a girl. We're girls. We do shit like that. I'm in love, right? But it was kind of fast. It is. It's moving fast. Like, we're already talking about adoption, right? Getting into that whole adoption conversation. I'm excited. I'm going Asian. I'm pumped, you know? <laughs> Definitely going Asian. I'm getting an Asian baby, and I'm fucking stoked about it. And it's so crazy, because my grandmother got so pissed when I told her. She was all offended. She was like, eh, you should adopt a black child. And I was like, I can have a black baby for free. If I'm going to buy a baby, I'm going to get the best baby I could get. I know how to invest my goddamn money get out of my face is what I'm saying <laughs> but it was weird like I, I think you know I know too like I've been through so many wrong relationships you know when it's right you know what I mean like I used to have a boyfriend and that didn't work out because I'm gay as fuck <laughs> oh shit I'm so gay man but I was like I tried I was like I'm gonna suck all the dicks and love it and I was sucking all the dicks and I was like get these out of here this is not <laughs> no <laughs> But ultimately, I think we broke up because I'm just a, I'm an alpha. I'm an alpha. I have a very dominant personality. He was way too passive, too sweet. Like his passiveness, his niceness would make me mad. He'd say sweet things, I'd get angry. I'd get pissed, man. Like one time he was like, oh, Samaria, you're so beautiful. I want you to be the last woman I touch. And my first thought was like, what a faggot. Like, who the fuck says that, man? I see myself naked in the mirror. I don't want to be the last woman I touch. What the fuck? Gay, gay, gay. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> and it's weird we're doing first time stuff right I got I like my wife wants me to use a strap on her and I think that's fucking dumb but I'm in love so I went to do this shit very confusing man buying a dick is confusing as fuck like nobody told me but it's very overwhelming like you go to the dick store there's all these dicks on the wall there's three inch dicks which is like who the fuck is buying a three inch dick for themselves unless you're trying to get that thing on a plane what the fuck are you doing there's dudes in the dick store like I thought you had dicks you're buying dicks I don't know what's going on there who am I to judge I'm in there trying to match dicks to my skin tone like that even makes a fucking difference right and then they're like oh this is brown like me this is gonna be a convincing dick when I get it on stupid shit Debating on stuff like size, color, veins, no veins, balls, no balls. Eventually, I just went with purple because purple says, hey, girl, we both know this isn't real, okay? (laughs) I don't feel this shit. Let's not have expectations. I get this thing home, and there's no cool way to put on a fake dick to make love to a woman. You look stupid as shit every time. Like, don't let any list. You feel so dumb. A piece of your soul dies every time you're kissing a girl, and you got to be like, hold on. As soon as I get all these straps together... You're going to be in deep shit. You feel like a fucking fool. But I did this shit for love. You know what I'm saying? 
and I'm standing there, purple dick hanging out, and she made it even more awkward. Like, how could you turn this even crazier? I'm standing there, purple dick hanging out, like, all right, let's do this shit. I'm ready to go. And she's like, oh, babe, thank you so much for going through that. Thank you so much, but aren't you gonna go get a condom? And I'm like, bitch, what? This is a condom. I got this dick out the dishwasher. It's the safest dick, man. I'm also trying to watch the news more because I'm married and I feel like I gotta be smart, you know? So I'm trying to watch the news, trying to keep up with shit, right? I'm getting into old, angry white man television. It is my favorite fucking thing to watch on TV. O'Reilly Factor, Hannity and Combs, just crazy. I love it because it's hilarious. It's so fucking funny. These dudes are irate all the time. And they always get to a point in their rhetoric where they're like, we're losing the country, we're losing the country. And I'm always confused because everywhere I look, white men are still buying L.L. Bean and shit. And I just feel like if you can afford to monogram a bathrobe, you are doing okay. That is richy rich shit, you know? And they're like, we're losing, we're losing. I was like, what the fuck did they lose? We're losing, we're losing. What the fuck did they lose? And then I watched three seasons of Mad Men on Netflix. You lost every fucking thing. Holy shit. Holy shit, man. Because at some point, that was really a white man's life. That wasn't fiction. That's how you lived every day in society. You could wake up in the morning, another woman smell all over your body, bourbon on your breath, run downstairs, kiss your wife in the mouth. She says nothing to you, just serves you the pancakes with the perfect butter square in the middle like an Aunt Jemima box and shit. You eat hearty like a man should, jump in your American-made Cadillac, swerve all the way to work. No police pull you over. The most a cop will do is pull up next to you and be like, hey, Jim, you having some trouble getting into work? Well, let me guide you in, buddy, and guide your ass into your job. Get to your job, run upstairs, secretary greets you in the lobby with double D tits, you fucker right there. You don't wait. Why should you? You're a white man in America. You pull your dick out where you want. Soon as you pull out, she tells you she's pregnant, you fire her. Bitch, you're fired. Fuck out my office. Who told you to get knocked up, you silly whore? Go in your office, sleep off your hangover, wake up, go to a business lunch, get drunk again and get a promotion. And that's what you did like every fucking day, every day. And then like women started thinking and black people wanted to eat sandwiches next to you and it all went to shit. Hey, peace out guys. On this week's On the Media, does the rise of X signal the fall of traditional right-wing outlets? You don't have to have this website and a link that people have to click on. You can just say stuff and you can get attention. You know, you don't need to be Breitbart to do that anymore. Also, what does decolonization really mean? On this week's On the Media from WNYC. Find On the Media wherever you get your podcasts. I call it booty pass. No, it's great. It was, <laughs> it was really great. Like the, the the city is beautiful. All the women are like awesome. Like they're either like twenty five or just like really hard looking Slavic women. Like, right, 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 right. It's like June Squibb or Emma Stone. There's no right, in between right, 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 at right. all. It's an interesting. Yeah, it was cool, place. and um, the the presentation went well, and I was. I was doing a, a presentation, and this other guy who's a concert pianist who's uh, originally from Croatia, 
he was also on the show. And so he and I go out along with the guy who hired us. So we go out to dinner. Oh. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And so so we're going we're at, we're at dinner and we're like looking at the menu. He was like, oh, we should get this and this so then we can like share share dinner. And I was like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so then we're talking, like like laughing. He's like touching my shoulder. Yeah, I was like, was. oh, hi. Um, <laughs> And then I like put my hand on his thigh, like Ooh, all systems shit. go. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and then like at certain points when I'm talking, he just like grabs my hand and like holds it. So there's lots of escalation. Right. Yes. It was it was super cute, right? And so we're all like hanging out, drinking, and then we like go bar hopping, and we spent like three hours together. It was like a, a super long night. We're like hitting it off, and like three hours in. Out of nowhere, because I made it clear that I'm single as fuck. Right. <laughs> Just wide open really, for biz. It's aggressive, aggressive single. Just, Aggressively single is what they call Yeah, it. clearance sale, clearance, liquidation, everything Couldn't must go. Be. Everything must go. So I made it soups clear that I was available, right? Dang, dang, dang. And then three hours in, he was like, oh yeah, my girlfriend and I. And I was like, oh hell no. Oh hell no. Drop that. Bozo. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? It took him three hours. So pissed. Oh my gosh. Three hours. Three hours. So I was like, I was like, oh, you have a girlfriend. He was like, yeah. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, how long have you guys been together? He's like, six months. And I'm like, oh, it's not gonna last. Like, if you're already doing this bullshit six months yeah, in, like, it's what's like playing at? Right. Um. So then he just like walked me. We went to the. We were staying in the same hotel. So we just like. Walked back to the hotel together, and he was like, "Oh, it was so great meeting you. Um, we we should hang out in New York." And I was like, "No, bye." <laughs> <laughs> no new friends. Yeah, no, new, no friends. new friends. No new friends. Not into friendship right now. Why? Like um, that infuriates me. You was time. Who was yeah. time? You were never gonna get that three hours in fucking Budapest. I back. know. I was looking to nail some sweet Dude. Slavic D. Like that yeah. was. And he, he. So what he did was he was right. like, oh yeah, maybe blah blah blah. All the dudes in the vicinity, like all that Slavic D, had to back up, right? Because he, you guys were like escalating each other, right? And then he was like, no, Ugh. can't deal with that baby dick and bullshit. Yeah, fucking <laughs> Croatia, man. Um, yeah. All right, let's get out of here. We have our last comic I of the night. I think we just had a... I know, she's we so got, funny. She, we got to end on her because she's know. incredible. I can't deal. Uh, she currently has an album out called Simply the Beth. It's on <laughs> uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play. And uh, she tours all over the country. You're going to love her to pieces. Please give it up for Beth, Beth Stelling! Uh, Phoebe and I actually roomed... Um, we, we shared a hotel in Vegas, and uh, that was affirmative from backstage. We were in Vegas, and there was a taxi driver that was uh, like, are you single? And I was like, hey. And he's like, you should move to Vegas. You know, it's like 14 men to like every one woman. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> That sounds terrifying every night. Yeah, it sounds like a, like pure living in pure terror here. Um, he's like, yeah, well, a lot of guys move here, you know, to gamble, sports, party. I was like, you're not pitching this well, you know. <laughs> you aren't making it sound better uh, the more that you talk. And it's like saying, yeah, you, you're, are you single? Come on down to the jail. It's like <laughs> 900 men to you if you visit. 
Now, I, I, for the longest time, I was, uh, I found myself in a lot of long distance relationships. And then I finally, I found somebody in LA to date. And uh, a lot of, I live in there. Uh, and what was, <laughs> so uh, a lot of people tried to warn me about him. They were like, do not date him. He is a monster. And I said, <laughs> but let me try. And he, uh, you know, I had just gotten out of a three year relationship with a man who I have tattooed on my back. Those are forever. And uh, yeah, I mean, I had a friend that went with me when I got it, and she was like, please don't, you know? What if you sleep with somebody else? You're gonna have another man's name on your back. And I said, if I do, you know, and I have sex with somebody else, I can just like look back at him and be like, hey, this is the kind of commitment you can expect from me. <laughs> you know, I'll do it. Do you know how hard it is to get laid with another man's name on your back? <laughs> Not hard. hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so when I found the new guy who I was told was a monster, he had also just gotten out of a three-year relationship, uh, but they lived together in L.A. And so when we started dating, I noticed like he kept the apartment, but all of her stuff was still there. Like a lot, like a lot of her stuff. Uh, like we were just having sex on her mattress and surrounded by like boxes and clothes like, boxes of her bras and underwear visible stuff of hers was still in the bathroom so I knew like everything about her from her hair conditioning routine to her cup size and the only thing that she knew uh, was why I should dump this guy <laughs> you know can you imagine being in a relationship so bad you're just like fuck all my earthly possessions <laughs> you know what I mean The relationship was so bad. At, yeah, she left without... Ever, the relationship turned her Buddhist. Uh, she was like, I'm off to a better life. But he uh, was... Yeah, he was a bad, a bad person. And, <laughs> you know, if you say, like, oh, well, I was... Uh, you know, what happened between you two, you know? And, uh, and you could be like, well, I was, I was in an abusive relationship. And people's response is like, but, like, just verbal or... <laughs> <laughs> like that would be okay. Did he just make you feel small with his words, or because if if you don't have like a visible black eye, I kind of gotta go. You know, I just like I don't I don't have time unless there's proof. But are you? <laughs> what did you do? Was it your fault? Uh, did you did you have sex with him or no? Enough. It's like if you say you got your um, it's like if you say you got your bike stolen. People's first question is like, but did you lock it? And you're like, okay, well. <laughs> I thought it wasn't my fault. I thought it, I thought it wasn't my fault, but that I'm thinking about it, it seems like it might be. Which is why, you know, sometimes if somebody like warns you like those people did, like, don't date him, he's a monster, a lot of her instincts is to go like, oh, well, she's just seeing that because she wants him on herself, you know. You know, and then that's why we get this rap of being crazy. Girls aren't, we're not crazy. You just tricked us. <laughs> and we're reacting accordingly, you know, which is why I'm a firm believer in uh, body camps for women, quite honestly. Uh, I don't know what it's going to look like. Perhaps a troll, like a troll, a gem in the belly button, like a troll situation. Just capturing all the footage that happens. That way, if anything, you know goes awry, you upload it to YouTube and 
And then when a girl warns you, you can just say, I don't know. She's like, yeah, no, he's got like three body cam videos on YouTube. <laughs> Check them out. <laughs> see for yourself. And then even then, I feel like if you could look into your future and see what might happen to you, you'd be like, well, I don't know. She was crazy. She probably edited it to make him look like the bad guy. <laughs> so if I, had, if I had known, still would have done it, is what we're coming. <laughs> I'm alive. Uh, <laughs> The guy that's tattooed on my back is a good man, and uh, so I guess that, that's, that's one for me uh, in the plus side. Uh, <laughs> I was in Playboy this summer. Yeah, they listed me as a touring comedian that you should go see. So. <laughs> Someday they'll appreciate me for more than my words, but <laughs> until then. My mom saw this article, it was posted on Facebook, and uh, she went into the comment section. My mom is uh, Facebook fluent, and she started typing, oh dear. (laughs) My mom is also a virgin, and she wrote, oh dear, Playboy, purchasing this will be a first for me. And I didn't have the heart to tell her, you know, it's just an online thing. (laughs) It's not going to be in the print copy of Playboy. <laughs> People use that magazine to jack off. <laughs> Nothing makes a dick go softer than a funny woman. <laughs> I would know. And uh, I didn't tell her because I wanted her to go get one. Yeah. <laughs> we live in a very small town. <laughs> and she's an elementary school music teacher. <laughs> Just imagine my mom like going to the store and picking up a Playboy, just putting it down on the counter and being like, it's not what it looks. <laughs> my daughter's in here. <laughs> she gets it home and she's like looking for my face and she's like, oh no! <laughs> Everybody's daughter is in here. <laughs> it makes it less special. Does anybody know my mom's Wi-Fi password? because she does not. (laughs) For the longest time, she had like a little jitterbug flip phone thing and and then it broke. And uh, I feel like she broke it by like charging the shit out of it. (laughs) It is constantly in the wall. She's like, is that enough? I'm like, it's been enough. (laughs) It's a mobile phone. You're supposed to take it places, Dime. Either that or she pressed its buttons far too hard. Have you ever seen a woman over 63 turn on a TV? It's like... (laughs) Is it on? I'm like, on and then off. Yeah, so... (laughs) That's your problem. (laughs) Release. (laughs) Relent. Relax. Uh... My mom has the summers off, so she, uh, she had to get a hysterectomy this summer, which is a huge bummer, because it's like my childhood home is gone, you know? And uh, I'll never go back. Um, that was a fun one. I, you guys have really been an amazing crowd. I hope you all reach your goal weight while you sleep tonight. Thank you so much. I'm Beth. Beth Stelling! Beth Stelling! 
Yes! You just heard Naomi Ekperigan, Sam J, and Beth Stelling. Two Dope Queens is produced by Joanna Salataro. Our team also includes Rachel Neal, Jim Poyant, Paula Schumann, Chase Coolpon, and Shanoa Estrada. Our theme music was composed by Jeff Brodsky. Hey, do you like what we're doing? Yeah. Then subscribe to Two Dope Queens on iTunes and never miss a show. And if you're a true Two Dope Queens fan, you can check out sneak peeks of our next episode at twodopequeens.tumblr.com. You go right back up there and get me a toddler. I need a baby high. They got more than you handle. <laughs>